There's a saying of how you show up is how you show up in all things. So if you're on time to a business meeting, you're more than likely to be on time for your spouse and kids. If you're someone who decides what to have for lunch when it's time for lunch, then you're probably spontaneous in other parts of your life. Me, I'm a planner, and that's how I experienced Halloween. As a kid, I broke trick-or-treating into three stages, which interestingly have a parallel to career strategy, preparation, implementation, and assessment. Hey everyone, I'm Laverne McKinnon and welcome to the Moonshot Mentor Blogcast. I'm a certified career coach and grief recovery specialist. I help ambitious driven people feel confident, empowered, and excited after experiencing a career setback. Whether it's from feeling stuck in a tough period or frustration from slow progress, I offer up tools and resources to revamp your path to career success. Today, we're delving into Halloween with a twist. It's not just about the candy, it's about strategic career moves. Life's a lot like Halloween, a blend of fun and strategy. So let's put on our metaphorical costumes and uncover how Halloween's three stages can pave the way for career success. And keep an ear out for how these holiday lessons translate into your professional journey. So the first stage is preparation. Preparation is the key that unlocks confidence. It's the ability to problem solve with ease and grace. It saves money, time, and energy. It greases the wheels and helps to make an experience feel more enjoyable. This applies to all things in life and especially Halloween. Halloween prep entails choosing your costume wisely, scoping out the neighborhood, determining your co-trick-or-treaters, and checking your gear. These four steps will help you secure a hefty amount of candy. So when it comes to choosing a costume, it's easy to get caught up in what others think is a good idea or is trendy. Everyone has an opinion. Listen to your intuition so you can be aligned with what's important to you. It takes effort to choose a costume that resonates for you. I got stuck being a witch when I was a kid. My mom made the costume and she worked really, really hard on it. As a child, though, I didn't have the tools to tell my mom that I wanted to be Jan Brady from the Brady Bunch. And as a people pleaser, it starts young, I didn't want to disappoint her. These days, my Halloween costume is a cat because it aligns with my preference of wearing all black. It's low maintenance and comfortable. Here's a pro tip. The key with your Halloween costume is that it should be lightweight and designed for full movement. You have to be able to run safely from house to house and not be weighed down by unnecessary pomp and circumstance. Carrying baggage can lead to face planting. Okay, next up is the neighborhood. Never assume that the world is ready for you just because you've chosen who or what you want to be. You must strategize on the neighborhood and not assume there will be candy available in every hood. Here are six key criteria in choosing which neighborhood to trick or treat. Number one, look for lots of houses. Houses equal opportunity. Number two, houses need to be close together. You expel a lot of energy running from house to house. So the closer they are, the better for extending your stamina. Number three, look for houses in neighborhoods with decorations. This is a prime indicator that the community is into Halloween and will have candy. Number four, 
map the houses and find a clear trajectory so you're not wandering all over the place or having to double back. If a house is dark, don't bother knocking on the door. It's highly unlikely someone is hiding behind the curtains and will suddenly decide they're going to give out candy. Don't waste your time. And then finally, it's okay to pivot if your strategic scoping doesn't pan out. Don't beat yourself up about it. Just move on to the next best neighborhood. Okay, the next thing is for you to work with people who share your values and your goals, and they're willing to have difficult conversations. The hard truth is that even the best relationships run into speed bumps. The long-term success and satisfaction of a relationship is based on one's ability to navigate conflict, not avoid it. My big brother, Jimmy, was my go-to trick-or-treat companion. I tried trick-or-treating with several friends, but they slowed me down and they were more interested in chit-chatting versus candy accumulation. Jimmy was fast and strong and could help me carry my bag if needed. One time, we got into a tussle because one of us wanted to go a second time to the house that gave us full-size candy bars. Okay, it was me. I wanted the full-size candy bars. I was scared, though, that we were going to get in trouble, but the idea of big Snicker bars, come on. So Jimmy acquiesced because he's all about supporting his little sister, even if it means we are lying little hoodlums. The lady of the house did recognize us and booted us to the curb. The next thing you need to take a look at is your gear. Ask yourself what you really truly need and don't armor up unless the data supports it. Sometimes we rely too heavily on the latest gadgets that do the same stuff in a fancier package for more money. Don't be fooled. I did not need a cute plastic pumpkin bucket to hold my candy, and I didn't get one. We were on a budget, so I used a paper bag. That was a disaster. It was rainy and it fell apart. Next year, I used a pillowcase. It's much more durable, easy to fling over the shoulder, and can hold a lot. Live and learn. These days, kids wear reflective clothing. If I knew then what I know now, I would have worn reflective clothing or at least carried a flashlight. We do the best we can with the knowledge that we have on hand. Stage two is implementation. If preparation is about choosing the recipe and pulling all the ingredients together, then implementation is about cooking with gas. Trust that you know what you're doing and go out into the world having fun and know that you can respond to any challenge thrown your way. Implementation has two categories, the rules of the road and an exit strategy. Identify the rules of the road. It's so important to recognize that just because something exists in your world, it does not necessarily exist in the rest of the world. It's your responsibility to be curious and seek to understand cultural differences and respect the soil you walk upon. Halloween is a cultural phenomenon that came to America from colonists who were English Puritans and celebrated Samhain. Samhain is a Celtic festival in which people would light bonfires and wear costumes to scare away ghosts and spirits. Today, Halloween has evolved to a tradition in which young people dress up in costumes and go door-to-door saying trick-or-treat and receive candy. In my neighborhood of Darien, Illinois, it was tradition to wear our costumes to school and to have a Halloween party. After school, we'd go home and start our trick-or-treating just as the sun went down. The trick-or-treaters typically stop by about 8 o'clock, and if you were older than 6th grade, you'd get serious shade from neighbors because it was thought you're too old to be trick-or-treating. It was also the custom to let the little kids jump in line to get their candy first. While I would follow that custom reluctantly, 
my brother and I would leapfrog over them between houses so we wouldn't get stuck behind the slow pokes. And when we did get stuck waiting in line at the door, we would use the time to catch our breath and get ready for the next sprint. Remember, breath is your friend and can help keep you grounded and access stamina. Finally, know your exit strategy when it comes time to implementation. Identify the conditions in which you decide to opt out. It's best to articulate these to yourself or your partner or your team before implementation. This helps to bypass actions that are triggered by emotional upsets or an unexpected change of conditions. The goal is to use your intellect, logic, and rationality to choose to leave versus an emotional upset that you may later regret. When I was trick-or-treating, my brother and I had two criteria that would determine when we stopped trick-or-treating. The first was if the bag was too heavy for me to hold. The second was if my bag was too heavy for my brother to hold. Once the bag is at maximum heaviness, it's time to go home and start stage three. Okay, stage three is assessment. One of the best tools you have at your disposal is self-assessment after a project has been completed. Identifying mistakes or misalignments and creating best practices truly helps you to achieve your goals in a more fulfilling and efficient manner. The key to self-assessment is to never judge. Develop data points to help remove judgment from the assessment, and you can always use outside counsel for objectivity. Sometimes we're simply too close to see the truth. Halloween assessment has six stages. One, dump the candy on the floor. We didn't have dogs or cats, so there was no danger of an animal getting into my stash. But if you have pets, I recommend each person getting their own table to dump the candy on so there's no danger of candy intermingling. Okay, pro tip, revel in the bounty, take stock and express gratitude. Don't be a jerk. Two, divide the candy into candy piles so that M&Ms go with M&Ms, separated, of course, by plain and peanut, Smarties with Smarties, licorice with licorice, et cetera, et cetera. You get the idea. Third, count how many pieces of candy there are. How does this compare to previous years? Were you going for more, less, the same? Look for new best practices at this stage to meet your goals. Four, divide candies into three categories. Favorites, take it or leave it, rejects. Put favorites into one part of the table, like Swedish fish, blow pops, a prize ring pop. The second one, take it or leave it candies, go into another part of the table, jelly bellies, bottle caps, and then rejects go into another part of the table. Trade the rejects for favorites. Wear a poker face. Do not let your brother know that you don't like peanut butter and chocolate. Being nonchalant can help you swap one milk dud for two Twix bars. Pro tip. Don't hoard the take-it-or-leave-it candies. If you don't feel passionate, then be willing to let it go. Save your caloric intake for your best candies. And then, of course, eat the candy. Personally, I liked to make my candy last, so I divided up my favorites into 28 piles so I would have candy for at least four weeks. After that time horizon, the candy starts to lose its freshness. Plus, it's almost Thanksgiving, so it's time to move on to a new treat category. There you have it, a Halloween adventure that's also a masterclass in strategic thinking. We've covered preparation, where you build the foundation for your success, implementation, where you execute like a pro, and finally, assessment, where you learn from your haul. Just like in your career, Halloween is about smart choices, 
navigating obstacles, and constant improvement. Now, as you dive into your candy stash, remember, Halloween isn't just about treats. It's about turning those treats into strategic wins. Number one, reflect on your professional journey. In what ways have you prepared, implemented, and assessed your career? Which places might you have spent more time and care? What are you most proud of when it comes to career preparation, implementation, and assessment? Second journal prompt. How did you choose your costume? Was your career path actually your choice or were you living someone else's values? How does your career currently align with your values and life purpose? Does the costume fit? Does it give you the flexibility you need in your life? Third, Consider the neighborhood in which you are working. How does your industry align with your values and what's important to you in your life right now? Does the company culture feel like a match to you? If not, what needs to change? If yes, what do you appreciate about your industry and company culture? Four, making mistakes is a part of any journey, whether it's trick-or-treating or in your career. Reflect on a professional setback or misalignment. How can you apply the principles of assessment mentioned in this post to learn from it and grow? Two more. Take inventory of current professional projects or responsibility. Categorize them into favorites, take it or leave it, and rejects. How can you trade your rejects for favorites in your career, just like you would with Halloween candy? And then finally, think about how you balance fun and strategy in your career. Are there areas where you lean too heavily in one direction and it impacts your success? How can you find the right balance similar to the way Halloween combines enjoyment and planning? Okay, I hope you have a good time journaling. I would love to hear what you come up with. So please do drop me a comment. And if you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe. Your subscription helps me continue to provide tools and insights to support your career growth, including the importance of grief work. And if you want to work with me, I offer private coaching sessions as well as in-person and virtual group work. Reach out at lavernemckinnon.com to set up a complimentary consultation and I will see you next week.